You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded whores. Hi, lovelies. Welcome back to 50 Plus a Tip. I'm your host, Danica. And I'm Riley. And today, our episode is... (laughs) (laughs) Is your voice breaking right now? (laughs) Dude, I told you, my voice is giving the fuck out. Okay, we will get through it. I don't know why why I looked at you so aggressively. (laughs) Like, with my... Okay, welcome. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> You'll have to bear with my voice. I have no clue what happened. I like just sounds like even raspier than usual, and the garbage truck is so loud right now. Guys. <laughs> Holy, good start. Happy Monday. <laughs> um, so this episode is brought to you, maybe not for long. <laughs> brought to you by X9, which is a local Vancouver swimwear exotic wear company that was started for the love of creativity, art, and experimentation. Founder Emily and her long-term friend Hale opened the X9 showroom and design studio in 2018, located in the heart of East Vancouver. They are continuing to create fun and unique pieces for sex workers, dancers, performers, and the queer community to express their confidence and sexuality. And you guys can see some of these amazing pieces on Riley and I in our episode photos. Um, We were lucky enough to snag some of their awesome uh, swimmer slash exotic wear pieces, and they are very, very cute. So definitely check them out. Yes, I'm very excited to wear them to the beach Mm -hmm. um, because it's finally summer. And then also, uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you won't see them because I can't figure out how to change it. To, to be continued. Yes, to be continued. We're also brought by La Vie and Lashes, which is a shout out to our amazing lash girl, Liz. She brings our lashes to life. Whatever your poison, simple, classic, wispy, dramatic, colored, and even bottom lashes, Liz is truly a master of them all. And you can find her on Instagram at Lashes, L-A-V-I-E-E-N-L-A-S-H on Instagram. And let her know that 50 plus tips sent you to get $20 off your first set. Definitely. Yeah, she's I, awesome. Yeah, I'm actually booking a uh, an appointment with her right now because I forgot to reply. But she's so good. I like always forget to um, schedule my next appointment, and she is lovely enough to send me a little reminder message, being like, "You probably look like Isma from <laughs> <laughs> from uh, Emperor's New Groove, and you're out here raping my lashes. Get your ass yeah, in here." Yeah, especially now we call her out too. She's yeah. like, "All oh, these bitches." <laughs> Um, yeah, she's a very, very accommodating, which is huge because with our schedules, they switch constantly and she's just mm-hmm. super, super accommodating and understanding, which I really appreciate. So I'm sorry I'm always late and uh, switching appointments on you. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. I literally have to have a reminder. <laughs> but but you? <laughs> um, so what about uh, life updates? What do you have for me? Um, I have just been working. Uh, no, I've just been like working pretty nonstop and I've also started back at university. So I'm pretty full on. I, I mean, it's only been like a week. So the week, first week of university is usually pretty chill, just like an intro to the class. Um, I only qu- cried twice. I've only cried twice. No, I haven't this... even cried once. Not, Not a yet. single tear. Oh, knock on wood. Now it's to be waterworks from here on out. No, <laughs> um, I'm actually having a um, a accommodation interview because um, I need more time for Our exams. <laughs> I I do need special accommodation because I have such terrible test anxiety. Like I, it's like I black out in like the beginning of a test. 
Um, so yeah, I'm excited about that. It's been like on my list to do forever, but the whole task seemed really overwhelming. Um, so I just have been suffering. (laughs) Um, so I'm excited to do that. I had a stats professor last semester that gave me the accommodations anyway, which was really nice because it's like up to them and she could see that, you know, I knew the stuff. I was like answering questions in class. My assignments were really yeah, good. You weren't incompetent. Yeah, but then You're as soon incapable. as yeah, exactly. <laughs> put that on my tombstone. Yeah, put that on your TV. <laughs> right episode episode uh, title. <laughs> Not incompetent, just incapable. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, so I'm excited about that. And it's going to be a really writing-heavy semester for me this uh, this semester, which I'm kind of excited about. A little change-up from all the math. And I'm doing a uh, philosophy class as, like, a... Oh. Yeah, as my um, last elective. Uh, and it's called Moral... No, Morality and Legality or something. <gasps> yeah, Fun. You should sit in with me. I will, 100%. Yeah. Come up. Uh, we can do a little study date. At the mount, yeah, <laughs> and sit in because I think it's going to be really interesting. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah, and down. so we're going to be talking about like a lot of sort of, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, legal morality. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> legal things and more. No, we're going to be talking about like a lot of um, uh, thought provoking and feeling provoking uh, topics. So, um, but there's going to be a segment on trans people and sports and stuff like that. So I think it's going to be really interesting. Um, and the lecturer seems really great. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about that. I'll let you know what we're going to be talking about and, uh, you can come up to the ones that you're interested in because it's a massive class. That's dope. I like yeah. that. I will, um, I wonder if they would take a guest lecture on sex work reality. Because that's a big moral. Yeah, maybe. Huh, might be worth looking into. Yeah. Um, definitely. Yeah, I'll go. Th- well, I mean, we can go through the topics, but yeah, yeah I'll give you her email. Maybe you could I'll weasel my way in. Weasel your way in. <laughs> I'm everywhere. I know. Well, I was really hoping that we would cover like sex work. Yeah. Um, especially because of like the Nordic model and it being so gray. Yeah, it's a um, massive uh, yeah. legal issue in our current. Yeah, um, exactly. Setup. So I was actually like, I don't really know what the layout is totally at the moment, but if we get to choose our own like final paper, I'm definitely going to be doing uh, like something on sex work. Yeah, I mean, I'll reach out to your prof and see if I can weasel my way in there. Yeah, do it. Um, that's nice. Good for you. Working yeah. lots, back to school. I know. Incompetently incapable. I love yeah. that for you. <laughs> what about you? How about life, life updates? Update me on the life. Well, my life is literally like the exact opposite. It's very leisure <laughs> focused as this whole year has been, it seems. Um, I finished Gabriel Union's We're Going to Need More Wine, her mm-hmm. novel, her memoir. Really liked it. It was really good. Um, I always liked her as an actress, and it was nice to see that behind the curtains, um, view of her life I think um yeah it was a really enjoyable read and then I started really good actually by Monica and I'm gonna say her name wrong it's probably a Heasy maybe it's H-E-I-S-E-Y uh she's based in Toronto she's a comedian and a writer and um it's so funny like I at least like once in a chapter I am like laughing out loud to myself and then I either like I like pull whoever who is ever closest to me whether it's like you or my mom or my dad or who was ever around me I'm like listen to this and I like read them the passage I've had a few photos of that book oh it's so passages funny from you yeah yeah like she'll be like um one part will be like 
re- Google searches um, a week after breakup, and it's like, is my asshole loose? And like, <laughs> like just like the funniest. I just like laugh out loud stuff. So um, I don't think that's actually one of the ones in the book. Yeah, but I just think it was. is that one of your Google's in? <laughs> Um, nope. It's actually the, the opposite problem if we're, if we're oversharing. <laughs> and tweet. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Not for lack of joy. Okay. <laughs> oh, geez. Anyway, um, slide to my DMs with any questions. <laughs> Comments or concerns. <laughs> Ability. Teach me how. I'll loosen up. Um... <laughs> losing easy <laughs> um so that's I'm really enjoying that that's really good actually by Monica Hazy. she goes through a divorce um in her like early 30s and mm-hmm. that just whole that whole thing um <laughs> that old song and dance that old song and dance and then um I've done some really nice uh lovely seawall bike rides lately I've gotten in a few already this week which I've been really enjoying it's something about um I've always enjoyed things I can, like, use my body to get places. So, like, either it's running, swimming, biking. Like, I like that, like, Mm -hmm. forward projection. Um, And uh, Vancouver is perfect for biking. Like, the seawall is gorgeous. So, um, no matter how long I've existed in Vancouver, um, I just never get sick of the views of uh, Stanley Park and the seawall. So, I've been enjoying that, getting outdoors. Um, And then when I'm not outdoors, I've been playing a lot of PlayStation games. (laughs) So there's this, I like, I play a lot of like duo games where you can play with someone else. So there's this one called Nights and Bikes, which is like super cheesy and, and it's fun. Um, but the one thing I've noticed is that, is that all these um, like dual person games, uh, multiplayer games or like coach games, or you want to call them, uh, they always have like a really dark story behind them, like always. So one of the ones I played. Um, it's like these two little yarnies that are running through this like really cute world. And then in the background, there's like this side story going on about like, like, um, domestic abuse situation. Oh, yeah. It's bizarre. And it's like in the weird, like, sh- like there's shadows in the background. You see him like beating the wife and stuff. And you're like, what is happening? And then, and then the front foreground, it's like these cute little yarnies like yeah. running through. It's bizarre. And then another one I played, it was like the parents are getting divorced and the daughter, like, cries on her toys, and her tears make the toys come alive, and the toys end up being her parents. And then they, like, you you act as, like, the toys, and, like, you go through, like, the... They're miniaturized, right? Yeah. So you, like, run through the house, and that's, like, the place you're, like, playing in. So, like, for example, like, the carpet is, like, a jungle, because, like, it's, like, so miniaturized, right? Or, right. Um, minimized or whatever. So... Um, but then, yeah, it's, like, she's, like, crying because her parents hate each other, and it's, like, so dark. Yeah. And then this last one I played... Um, she like lives on like an eye like a not like an aquarium like a like a fishing land kind of like a fishing like okay. inlet kind of area and um her mom like had like died I guess and then her dad's like her house getting forfeited her dad's an alcoholic who never pays attention to her and you're like <laughs> what is happening so it's uh where the crawdads sing <laughs> yeah kind of yeah, it's it's odd it's like yeah they always have these like really dark background stories weird um yeah which does seem odd um, but it was fun, and then <laughs> uh, I started playing, which I was going to tell you about this one, I haven't told you, because I was going to text you last night, but I was like, I had to wait. <laughs> um, there's, um, I felt like, obviously I love escape rooms, everyone knows that about me, escape room boardrooms, board games, in-person escape rooms, and there's an escape room game called Escape Academy, and it's a PlayStation game, Ooh. and it's so fun, and like we just started playing it last night, and yeah, you got to get it, because it's really, really fun. So. I don't have a PlayStation. We gotta get a PlayStation and then get the yeah, game. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but yeah. So 
That's what I've been doing. Yeah, not much work. Yeah, really. Jesus. Not, not a lot of work. But I have a lot of work updates because the two times I did work, <laughs> a lot of happening. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so a few of my work updates, you were part, well, all my work updates, um, so remember when we went for that dance, that guy, there was like three of us girls went for a dance with him. Three of us at once. Yes. Three girls, me, you, another girl and him. And he was giving us money at the end. And she was like, Oh, are you able to give us the knee? Like she asked for like another 20 so we can split it even or something like that. And he looked at her. And ripped the 20 out of her hand that he already gave her as a tip and was like, there, it's easier now. You have no tip to split. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. Yeah. Are you not embarrassed? <laughs> you literally ripped the 20 out of her hand. Like, yeah. After, like, commenting on how much money you have. Like, asking for extra 20, like, yeah, like, yeah so or whatever she had asked for. Oh, she Two 20s, for, I think. I think she asked for a 10 or something, so it would be, like, 30. Yeah. And she, like, ripped the, she ripped the 20 out of her hand. Wild. I just like side-eyed you and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And then on the same, I think it was the same night or the next day. Um, so this happens a lot at the club where guys will try to buy other guys dances and the guys will be like, no, 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 no. Like I don't want one. And we're like, okay, dude, like just let us still make money. You're at yeah. our job. Like at least like take the money and then go sit upstairs. Like we don't have to dance on you if it's like a yeah. comfort level. Like, but just let us make money at our job that we don't get paid hourly. Like, you know, you're literally inhibiting us from making yeah. money. So we said to this guy, you know, like we were standing by the guy and this other random that came up was like, I'll buy a dance with these, these two girls. He's like, no, 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 I'm fine. So then when that guy walked away, we said, hey, like we would really appreciate if you did help us sell dances. Yeah. This guy wants to give us his money. Or not even help us sell dances, but just stop inhibiting us from, from making money. Yeah. Um, and... He was like, oh, I have a wife. I'm like, that's totally fine. Like, we can just go upstairs and sit. Like, we don't need to, um, we don't need to touch you. Like, we just have a conversation. It's no different yeah. than we're doing right here, but at least we're making yeah. our, our money. And, and this guy gets off your back because this is, what, the fourth, he, fifth time that he's trying to be like, yes, let me exactly. buy you a dance. So it's a win-win, yeah. So he's like, oh, okay. So we go upstairs, and, like, one of the first things he says is, like, how much did he give you? And we're like, oh, well, enough for, like, the, the dance with each of us. And he's like, okay, well can I get some of that back for, for a drink since I helped? Yeah. And we were like, ew. Sure. Yeah. Here's 10 bucks. Sure. Like, yeah. And then I think we gave him like five and he asked for like another five, like, or something. He asked for like more or something. Yeah. And we were like, ew, are you not embarrassed? Uh, yeah. Like, dude, you're not here to make money. We are here. This is our yeah. job to make money. And you're like trying to get a cut out of what we made. All you had to do was walk up the stairs and yeah. like continue chatting to us, which you were doing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, and he, yeah, he's like always there. And it's just like, oh, like it was really gross. Like, I just don't understand how these people have no shame. Yeah. Like, bizarre. Um, yeah. And then we had a terrible oh. experience. <laughs> we, um, yeah, we, we got booked for a gig and the guys were just fucking horrible. Like, um, the one guy, like at the start, they were both like, Oh, whatever you guys need. Like, and then, yeah, like, they su- seemed really nice. Yeah. And then as soon as we got like on the floor, like after we got changed, the one guy was just making like constant fucking remarks, like just like rude. Like we'd like say a joke and be like laughing with them. Then he'd be like, <laughs> like mocking us. And we were like, Okay. Yeah. Like, why are you making the weird vibe? Like, and we were like bringing fun. We were bringing fun. Yeah. <laughs> we were bringing the fun. Uh, no, but we were being fun. We bought like like games and stuff to play. Like, I don't know. It was just. 
so unhinged and yeah the guy was being really rude um uh, yeah yeah and then even just things like he kept saying like the r word like for someone who's like um not like i don't know the correct definition Um, of that would be like mentally yeah just like has um (laughs) right what's the word like how would you describe that um learning disabilities yeah 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 um, and like saying that and we were kind of like, oh, like I hate people say things like that. Like you're so disrespectful. And then like, I don't know, just like, he was just like a really shitty person. And his one friend was like, yeah, I'm really sorry for him. Apparently at one point he like pulled him aside and was like, why are you acting yeah. like this? Like, why are you being so disrespectful to them? Um, and then I even said, I was like, he's like, do you think I'm rude? Like he came up to me. I was like, I was like, I think you're trying to be like, I think like, you're enjoying being yeah. disrespectful and I'm not quite sure I get it. Um, like what enjoyment you're getting from this, but okay. Um, yeah, it was just, it was a really gross experience. Like yeah. you, you paid for us to come here and spend time with you so you could be a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, and it was then bizarre. there was two girls there too. And we were, you know, giving them a dance and then he just cut like this rude guy just comes over and he's like, get out, we're done. And it was like 15 minutes to our end time. Anyway, he's like, yeah, get out. Bye. And we were like, like right in the middle of our dance. And we were like, all right, like, sure, like... Yeah, like, we weren't even, like, engaged, like, at yeah. that point, we weren't even around him. We were, like, literally just, like, dances comes to, like, two girls that wanted... Yeah. yeah, that wanted dances. He just, like, looked for an excuse to, like... He, it's, like, he looked at his clock and was, like, oh, I have 15 minutes to be a piece of shit. I better, like, yeah. get all my kicks in. Um, yeah, and then even the girls were, like, what the fuck? And then even the guys that were there were, like, what are you doing, dude? Like, yeah. kind of, like, uh, what the fuck? And then... Um, at the end when we left, um, his friend was, like, apologizing on his behalf. Yeah. And, and one then, of the girls left, too. Because yeah, she was, like, I'm not okay with, like, how you treated these, these women. women. Yeah. yeah. And I appreciated her saying that and, like, being, like, yeah, I'm not cool with this. Like, what yeah. you just did and how you've been treating them. So she left at the same time we left. Um, but it's, like, don't you admit? And I'd be, like, wow, I'm a fucking loser. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would be yeah. so embarrassed. Definitely like, not. No, of course not. Um, he's, yeah, it really gave, like incel vibes yeah it's like exactly like you are an incel um you didn't like when we said played fuck mary kill and everyone chose you to kill (laughs) so you got your little small penis feelings hurt and then you want to like hate on girls that you could never get with yeah like we get it you're not like you're not original um so yeah it was just gross and he said something else as well he was like well like i don't know if if I if I didn't do this, then you guys wouldn't even be here. And I was like, if you didn't ha- if you didn't pay us, we wouldn't be here. Of course like, not. That's really yeah. our job. Just like it's like going to a chef and be like, if I didn't pay you, you want to cook that for me? It's like no shit. Yeah. Like my job is I get paid to cook for you. So if you don't pay me, I don't cook for you. Yeah. Um, our job is to entertain when we get paid and we go and we get paid and we go places. If you don't pay us, we're not gonna come to your house. Yeah. Like a <laughs> random man. Like it is so weird. Like your logic is so yeah whatever but it was just embarrassing and then I just kept thinking like I'd be so embarrassed that I was my child like mm-hmm. if that was what I brought into the world like ew yeah and like at the end of the day like you go to bed alone at night because <laughs> no one cares for you uh, and you're a piece of shit and then we go home with more money in our pocket and and like, a good story for the podcast and a good story for the podcast <laughs> so like I, sorry you didn't get to win whatever yeah. you were trying to win at yeah um, yeah just a loser <sighs> okay I have another work story Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so um, I had my first experience with Reiki. (laughs) Oh, I want to do Reiki. I know. We talked about this. I know. So um, 
it was like a Friday or a Saturday night and it was like kind of busy. Um, and it was just the most chaotic sort of scene. I was upstairs, like where I was like paying out for my lap dances and to set the scene because I apparently do a lot of hand motions that don't come across auditorially, um, (laughs) to my right, um, was the person who like accepts the money that you pay out per dance, um, arguing with a dancer who was being asked to leave for the night. Um, And that was kind of going back and forth. And then to my left were two girls on the couch, um, one who practices Reiki and um, she was doing a bit of like energy healing or sorry, we're not, we're not supposed to use like healing, right? Energy work um, on another dancer. And so I'm like standing in the middle of this and then all of a what sudden, a polarizing. Yeah, it really was. And then all of a sudden the dancer who's, um, practicing Reiki is moving her hands over the other dancer. Um, not like not touching her, just sort of like, um, yeah, just like moving her hands over the other dancer and then just starts like flicking, um, I guess the energy, but like at me, like to get rid of the bad energy. So she's like running her hands, like kind of over this person and then like flicking it basically at my legs. And I was like, ah, (laughs) so I'm like, I'm like, I'm watching this argument go down on my right, having negative energy flicked to me in my physically, <laughs> physically at throwing at me. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, like I've never had an experience with Reiki, but you like, you, you have to help me now. Like <laughs> I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So anyway, um, I had a little Reiki done on me cause I was like, Jesus, like dodging. having negative energy, like throwing at me. I'm like trying to dodge it. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious yeah uh, yeah it was bizarre that's so uh, funny okay you got one um yeah mine's not that exciting um <laughs> I uh I don't know like I've just not been like really into club work lately and I'm I'm typically at the club it's always been my style I'll do a little walk around and if on my best day, I'll do a walk around. I'll <laughs> stand somewhere and then I'll have people come up and ask me for dances. That's how I always, uh, that's why I quotes hustle. Um, so this gentleman came up to me and he was six, seven. You know me. Mm-hmm. Thinking we're, you know, same height. <laughs> <laughs> they injured two on me. <laughs> Anyways, we went for a dance and he was lovely. And um, the whole time, every time I like moved or like I took my boom out, <laughs> he was like, Oh my, oh my, oh my, oh my. <laughs> like the entire song, just like, oh my, on repeat. And I was just like giggling to myself, like, oh my, oh my. <laughs> I'm like, oh my. <laughs> so that was cute. I was like, yes, this is like, I'm okay with this. It's yeah. the weird heavy breathing in the ear and shit that grosses me out. Yeah. But if you just want to say, oh my, or Jesus Christ, every time yeah. you look at my body. I had it. someone say like, yes, please. When I like took my panties off, but like not even in like a gross sexual way. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. It was literally like, I like took my panties off. He's like, yes, please. <laughs> oh my God. It's not even creepy. <laughs> but like, it, like it, I didn't feel like, like it was creepy. It was like literally just like, oh my. Like, <laughs> it was oh, like, I like that for you. Uh, That's funny. Yeah. Um, 
And then we had a cute little incident or uh, whatever you want. I guess incident's not the right word. But um, at work the other day, you and I, because I just haven't been working a lot lately. And you've been working in excess. So we, when I do work, we're together. So, because um, <laughs> I'm, yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, so one of the girls, uh, she's like, I love when you guys work today, when you're both here. She's like, it's like mommy and daddy. <laughs> that was who did Reiki on me. Oh, yeah. She's a sweetheart. I like her a yeah. lot. That was cute. Um, obviously, I'm daddy. Like, yeah. I, uh, I was really kind of hoping that I was going to be daddy. I don't think he'll ever be daddy. I'm <laughs> one day. Um, when I'm dead and gone, you can yeah. my role. Yeah, I'm daddy. Um, that's like that one time I was out for lunch just a while back now. And this like pretty girl was serving us. Like, I don't think you were there. I think, you were just, I, think I was alone, actually. And uh, she was serving me. And then we were just got to talking. And she's like, what's your name? And I, um, I said my name. But I guess she like... I don't know what how she heard this. Yeah. I guess it was so off from what my actual name I gave her was. And uh, she's like, okay, nice to meet you, Daddy. <laughs> and I was like... Is there what? <laughs> I was like, should I correct her? And then I was like... And then, or she actually is calling me Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm like, sorry, what did you think my name was? And then she's like, Daddy. <laughs> I was like, no, it's this. And she's like, holy, I was so off. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I mean, I thought you were just calling me that, which is fine. Yeah. <laughs> she blushed so hard. I, was like, I do that too. Like I don't know. Some like they'll be like, oh, like, um, hi, I'm John. And I'll be like, Marcus, nice to meet you. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, oh, and then the other thing I ever saw in the strip club was a dancer literally scrolling on Indeed. <laughs> Indeed, like the oh, for, job, for search. job search. That's hilarious. That's <laughs> if that doesn't tell you how slow the yeah. fucking club's been. Yeah. That'll do it. That'll do it. Um, Okay, speaking of slow clubs, um, for you, I have a question. I I have to do something about my lack of motivation for work. It's funny because, like, this was you a month ago because we were talking about this. I know. I'm so glad you asked me. um, I haven't yet, so calm down. Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Wait, turn. Hang on, let me just take a little bit. (laughs) So I am really finding it hard to convince myself to even go into the club. And then when I am there, I literally say no to dances, which like other dancers would be like, what the fuck? But like men will come and be like, can I have a dance? I'm like, oh, I'm busy. And I'll just walk away. Like, and it's like bad. Like it's not even like I'm sitting there not getting offers. I literally say no to offers. So I don't know what it is about me right lately that I just can't handle mm-hmm. one going to the club and then when I'm there actually doing my job so um what and you had a funk before and now you're right back at it so yeah well I literally I'm scheduled to be there so I'm trying to get into the mindset of like I'm here and I may as well make the most of it yeah um so I cannot well I can help you with uh getting in the club and it's be booked <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> have someone that's like accountable you know yeah, I mean, I do book myself, and I'm like, Me. yeah, that's what I mean. Though, it's like actually having to show up, yeah, is really helpful for me. I've always like, I've always thrived more in times Schedule. that I'm like scheduled to be somewhere, and I have um, like someone to be accountable to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find that even with my like RA work, like I get work done more when my professor messages me and is like, hey can I have an update on this? And then I'm like, right to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's just like, do this at any given point, it is so hard to like motivate myself to do it. But I did take some of those suggestions that we had a couple of episodes back, yeah. um, including listening to um, a podcast called Stripology, um, whom we are 
also going to be having on the podcast um, soon, hopefully, in the next. <laughs> Sorry, we just had this, a thonk and um, there's literally a window cleaner outside just now. Just my house. <laughs> Hello, sir. Wow, good thing we have our curtains closed. Because we're naked. <laughs> Having a pillow fight. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, okay. you guys might hear this gentleman just banging along my windows. Yeah. Sorry about that. Oh. Oh. Crop shot. <laughs> really? Loose shorts we have on. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he can see us. I don't think oh my so. God, I have my blackout blinds closed. That's funny. Hello, little man. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, uh, Segway. Um, yeah, so hopefully we're going to have uh, be having um, the host of Stropology on the podcast uh, in the next few weeks, months. At some point At in some the future. <laughs> um, but she does a little segment on, like, motivation and stuff, and she also does a um, course so I signed up to the Academy, which is a three month long, um, like course that you do, you have like a workbook and stuff. So I'm going to force myself to try and do that. Um, and I also, uh, purchased one of her other little courses. I've, this is, I've now done, like purchased three and I've done one of them. Okay. So, um, I think that it would be kind of cool to, uh, do on the podcast and like review it and like see how it works and stuff. The one that I got, um, but I'm, I'm really excited. So I have, but no suggestions for you right now. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> um, but I think just really committing to time on and time off is really helpful. And then I'm going to try to write down like feasible non monetary goals like for each night of the club. And I think I like messaged you about one too. So it's like, I've been finding it really hard to go up to people and talk to them um, and remain persistent. So um, you gave me a really good one the other night that was like, each time you do a loop around the club, talk to four tables. Mm -hmm. And so like, for me, that's a tangible goal that I can do that will like, get me back into the rhythm of like asking people if they want dances or at least just saying hi. And like, I've also been talking to, um, people who I see sell a lot. I've also been asking dancers at work who I see, um, hustling a lot or selling a lot of dances, like what they're doing, because I feel like maybe my style of hustle is just getting a little bit stale. And mm -hmm. I think that like, if you admire what someone is doing, like definitely ask them, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so, and then w one woman said, well, I spent so many years just walking around, not talking to anybody. I would just at least say hi now. And I was like, okay, great. Another tangible goal. Every time I walk around again, say hi, introduce myself to like a couple of people, ask how their night's going. Um, but one tip that I really liked from the Stropology podcast is, um, to lower buyer's resistance, uh, you need to like sell the idea of a dance five times is like the average. Okay. So to, so I'm trying to be like more persistent to people that I do talk to as well, bringing up the idea of a dance, like at least five times before I leave. And it doesn't like not back to back. Like you want to kind of keep, um, rapport. Um, but definitely you know, carrying on the conversation and suggesting it more and more. 
How are you doing that without it being like so much time wasted? Have you um, five times? I'm pretty quick on it. Uh, so well, I'm trying dance. to be. So back to that dance. Yeah. Topic. But like, you know, oh, hi. Hi. How are you going? Whatever. Have you treated yourself? Like, I mean, I'm practicing and trying to be a, a little bit, you know, more quick about it. So sitting down and sort of uh, like approaching it right away. And then um, if they say no or a, a, in a bit, I ask what they're, you know, what they've been doing um, that night. And then um, they say, you know, I don't know. Um, oh, well, you know, uh, we just went out for dinner and I'm like, oh, well, we should definitely go upstairs and have some dessert. Like, you know, kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's obviously, not directly saying dancing, but like alluding to it in some way. Exactly. Yeah. Um, because I, I think it gets a little repetitive if you're like, do you want to dance? You want to dance? You want to dance? You want to dance? Yeah. Now? <laughs> yeah. Um, but just trying to find like ways Creative of like ways selling it. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously that's a little easier on sort of a, a Monday, Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday type of night um, where there is less people. So putting in that extra three minutes for every person could actually like be more beneficial than a Friday, Saturday night where you're just like, do you want to dance? Do you want to dance? Like walking around, just asking everybody. Um, so yeah, I would say like what's helping me right now is having to be at the club, um, and being sort of, um, like committing to the time that I'm there of actually working, um, and trying to hustle, uh, and then making tangible goals for myself of, um, talking to people because I like money goals are great. Um, and they're good to have as well, like over a week or over a night. But I just find that what I'm lacking is the motivation to, um, talk to people. So that's where I want to put my goals in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, um, I agree with the idea of like, if I'm there, I may as well make the most of it. Like I try to tell myself that. And like a big thing I found too is like, I don't know, I'm, I'm wanting to exit the industry. Yeah. You know, I'm getting older my body's sore. Yeah. <laughs> my patience is getting very thin. Um, so I think like, um, I, it's not like maybe a healthy mentality, but I think like every day I'm at the club that I'm not working, it's pushing back my retirement date one day. Like I just have this like weird, like almost like I have 500 work shifts left and I got to start using them up or it's going to get pushed back the date. Um, and like that's, I found has been like kind of been like, okay, I got to get in. I got to get that one day yeah. checked off. Um, yeah, again, apologies guys for this like annoying sound. Um, they decide to, uh, do some vent cleaning, maybe vent, I got something. I don't know. There's some man scaling around here. A lot of, uh, debris in the air <laughs> and doesn't help that my entire place is windows. So yeah, yeah. It's not much, uh, soundproofing. Gorgeous view of the mountains. Gorgeous so. view. <laughs> Gorgeous view of the water mountains. But, uh, Yeah. <laughs> There he is. <laughs> and, um, of course, you the water mountains and this man. <laughs> yeah. And another thing. So we're going to be doing our lockers. And yes. I have purchased a magnetic whiteboard. Mm, so do I. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So I'm going to write my goals on that because apparently writing your goals down is actually really helpful. So just writing yes. like one or two goals for that night. Yes. Um as like a bit of motivation. Oh, I like that. Okay, let's do that. Okay, perfect. Um, okay, we have a lot to get through today, actually. We've gone a little bit um, long with our updates, so I might have to push some stuff to another episode, but... How classic of us. Oh, 
Must never. Um, random musing. So there is an Instagram account called Pole Position App, which um, I really like. They do a lot of um, a lot of awesome posts in that, and they have a um, infographic titled "The Psychological Effects of Stripping." It was a two part post. Mm. So I'm just gonna go through them with you, and then you can tell me your thoughts on it, if you relate to them, etc. So the first one is not trusting men. It only takes one or two times of your boundaries being violated or not being paid to get your radar up on men. The unfortunate thing is that this can be transferred outside the club and into your regular life as well. I I can totally relate to this. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, like, watching how men behave in their, in a a quote-unquote element that's made for them to be quote-unquote men, you see really, like, true colors. Very, very true. Um, The other one is losing trust in other women. This one is probably one of the hardest to deal with. Some dancers might steal, lie about you, gossip behind your back, or threaten your safety. This can definitely affect the way you view and associate women outside of the club. I found that less, to be honest. I, like, yes, I do. Like, I think that there is some, but I, it hasn't been a stark difference for me. Like, when people ask, like, what is, like, if I was to ask like what have you noticed from since working in a club? I don't think that the like how I see women would really be one of them because I think like grow it like growing up in high school and stuff like women like went behind your back they start rumors like it's it's unsurprising I just don't like associate with women like that. Yeah. I think I've also noticed too less in the club, more outside the club mm-hmm. in like private gigs and stuff because there's less of a governing body. Yeah. I think. Um, but I've definitely met some pretty shitty fucking people. Um, some pretty pretty fucking shitty women that have mm-hmm. threatened other women's safety in um, in the industry, which is, I think it even hurts more because you're like, fuck. You're yeah. one of the bad ones and you've like weaseled your way into the industry and like use your position to like hurt other women and it's just it's disappointing but in terms of like gossiping and lying and stuff oh that shit whatever yeah that's (laughs) yeah that's that's any job where you're gonna be in direct competition with each other yeah um and um and I also think too like sometimes I think we're apprehensive to like disclose when that happens because it's like almost like it gives people against the industry like something to argue um so like it's almost like I don't want to talk badly about other dancers in the industry even if they are bad people because I want to like you know fight for dancers um so I think sometimes I'm apprehensive to like tell the general public how shitty some dancers are you know it's a weird like um I have two minds about it kind of thing um laziness and no drive dancing late into the night can make it difficult for dancers to focus on anything outside the club this is why it's important to keep goals in mind and use the club as a means to an end even if there are small goals stay accountable and don't give up (laughs) relatable (laughs) I agree and disagree with that, I think. I, I think that, like, and we've talked about this before, like, using the clubs as a main to an end is, like, not... I kind of disagree with, like, that as a broad idea because I do think that women come into the industry and, and make careers out of it. Oh, yeah. And that's what they want to do. And, like, that just framing it, like, use the club as a means to an end kind of, like delegitimizes those who 
that is their career. Yeah. I, for me, I mean, I read it more as like a means to achieve your goals. Like right. don't look, look at it as a place to just have fun and party. It's like a means to right. as at any job, like you're, you're there to accomplish something at the end of it. Yeah. Um, and then I, I relate to like, uh, it can sometimes give you like no drive. Like when you're like, it's taking up your whole world. It kind of like, yeah. you can burn yourself out really easily. Uh, yeah, I, I would also say that that's like similar to just other jobs that people are really passionate about, right? Like lawyer, like think lawyers and doctors and stuff. Like yeah. they're very serious about their jobs, and some women feel that way about like dancing, especially um, the ones that do like travel or like stage oh, yeah. or like even not like yeah. I, I definitely think that it it takes so much of your energy, um, both like physically and mentally that I, I do agree with some parts of it. I just, I hate the idea that like, it's a stepping stone. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. And like being an incredible performer could be the goal. Yeah. Um, social anxiety. Yes. Going to the club can cause anxiety. And if you don't work on that, you may develop bad habits of the club that can translate to the everyday social situations. This means you can choose hyper aware. You can become hyper aware and start using drugs or alcohol in order to avoid people on a daily basis. I mean, I haven't found that. I, but I was never, I never go out really to places that, I don't know. I, I stick with my friends. Yeah. I personally can't relate to that one. Yeah. No, I don't, um, obviously have drug or alcohol issues. Yeah. Um, or dependency. Yeah. I've definitely never felt that I needed to indulge in those types of things to, but even to socialize outside of my job. Yeah. Although I do know people who that is yeah we definitely um, don't want to say these don't really does in the sense of like they aren't a thing because they definitely are um we're just kind of speaking on our own experiences that's not something we encounter um feeling objectified everywhere losing trust in men can create a perception that the only interest in you is for one reason as a result you may find yourself dressing up solely for a strip club while being more casual in other situations just to avoid feeling like you're constantly being objectified um i i think like when you don't have a partner in your life and someone who reminds you, like, all these other valuable aspects that are desirable in you, such as your personality, or I want to sex you because you're so cute when you do this, or you're so loving, or you're so intelligent. Like, all these things make me sexually attracted to you. Mm-hmm. I think when you sometimes when you're single and you don't have that, I can see that the only kind of attention you're getting is at the club in that way, or men who want to go take on a first date and have sex with you. Like, I could see you kind of getting to that mindset yeah. of, like, people don't see me for more than my looks. Yeah. So I can, I can see why that would be a, an issue. Uh, judgment of others. Due to the highly judgmental atmosphere of strip clubs, it's easy to fall into the trap of judging others. This unhealthy pattern of behavior may stem from the conditioning of being in an environment where you're constantly scrutinized. Um, we judge others? Is yeah, the it, idea? Or Yeah, and easy to fall into the trap of judging others. I think I've always been a judgmental. I was going to say... <laughs> been a judgmental cut. Um, <laughs> feeling disconnected from society. Your non-traditional lifestyle may have some positive aspects, but it can also create a sense of disconnection. To combat that feeling, try spending time with close friends or pursuing hobbies that bring you joy. I think so. And I think we both went through that when we were just working. We had the podcast. Like, literally everything that we were doing was surrounding sex work. We were mm-hmm. reading books um, to review that were sex work focused and it just sort of like engulfed our life. And I just felt very detached from other aspects. Yeah. Um, however, I do find that like with skill and just even with other hobbies that um, don't have anything to do with the industry has like 
kept it a little bit nicer but yeah I don't know it's I always feel like the job is like a topic of conversation like even when I went out you know for my friend's birthday dinner like I people are naturally curious and it just becomes a topic and I feel like it overtakes your identity yeah the identity and also just like the conversation like it's not about me Mm -hmm. and I love talking about my job I love my job I do but like I never want it to feel like it's the only part of me. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And yeah, like you said, like we talked about this before, when everything you're doing is related to sex work, it's like, it can get, you almost like you're drowning in it. Like yeah. you have no other um, expression of yourself. And I think like that's when I, I start to relate to all these different psychological effects of stripping. When yeah. stripping is the only thing in my life. Um, it's the only thing I'm identified as. And, and it is hard for me, especially because... Um, not only the podcast and dancing, but also like the Instagram page and like, um, I'm on that every day. Like it's, and which I love, like I, I love the Instagram page. I love the community we've created. Um, it's just, yeah, it's important to me to have those like balances of like going for bike rides and going like and reading, reading books that aren't sex work related and, um, you know, having conversations that aren't about work. Mm-hmm, um, I think it's good to have, and that's, it goes for anything. Having balance in your life with anything is important. Um, last week's poll recap. Yo. So the question was, how do you feel about your partner uh, liking other people's sexy photos? The question was, do you care if your partner likes in double taps or on sexy photos of people you know in real life slash are friends with, not famous Instagram models? The options were, yes, I care and prefer they don't do it or no, I don't care, tap away. 45% said, yes, I care. 55% said, tap away. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I think this is one of the things where it's, like, it's a bigger issue. Like, do you trust your partner? Yeah. Like, your partner is very loyal and loving and caring and awesome. So I think him liking my bikini photo, it's not going <laughs> to, like, rock your world. You know what I mean? Um, although he doesn't, so, ahem. <laughs> Get to tapping. <laughs> but, um, so I think that's, like, the bigger issue. Like, do you know that it's just a tap? Or are you worried mm-hmm. there's other things? And, like... Yeah, if you know your partner doesn't just stop the tap, then like, yeah. And it's telling because the next question was, how do you feel about your partner privately messaging other people you both know? Example, from a hetero- for a heterosexual man, this person would be a female, and mm-hmm. telling them they look, in quotes, hot in a photo they posted. Note, your partner doesn't tell you that they did this. And the question, and 91% said it's inappropriate, they shouldn't do it. And 9% said it's fine, they can message if they want. And then obviously you can see who responds to yes, they can message if they want. And yeah. you and some of them were messaging me, so I would say a good percent of these nine percent were either male heterosexual men yeah. <laughs> that were saying it's fine to message these people, and other ones were polyamorous people, right? That were liking that, so um, it kind of like sways the conversation. Yeah. This is more for someone who's in a monogamous relationship. Are you okay with your partner messaging people behind your back that they are attracted to, saying you're hot, and not telling you they did it? Yeah, that kind of gets into the like unnecessary. Mm-hmm like thing if they did it in person and like they saw it and was like but even like the using the word like hot is like a weird okay what if i had an ex this before he messaged someone um that's a great photo but like messaged them not the photographer and then was like no it's like the photographer did a really good job well then well, what? don't lie then, about it. It could be a great photo. You can message the girl about it. Like, Yeah, so th- they messaged the girl privately and was like, this is such a great photo of you with, like, a hot face or something. Okay, like well, hot the face. hot face makes it weird. 
But also, if it's a great, and then you're, then they, and then they were like, oh, I, no, I meant the photographer was really good. It's like, well, then you would have messaged the photographer. Yeah. Um, also, if it was such an innocent comment, why not comment it under the photo? Why privately yeah. message them? I think it's a private message and like the lying about it that's like the issue. And then another time they commented um, that they like double tap, or they like sent them the photo of themselves. Which is always weird. That's what they did with the great photo. Um, mm-hmm. And then this other person, they sent the photo themselves, and then they said something, and then she posted another, and he's like, you just can't help it, can you? Okay, well, that's weird. Yeah. And they are like, whatever. She just looked good in the photo, and she needed me to tell her. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it was, yeah. Well, I think, yeah, it, it just the DMing feels weird and unnecessary. Mm-hmm. You can, as you said, you can comment, like, great photo underneath it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't, I wouldn't mind if my partner told someone that they looked great in person. Like, Mm -hmm. or, uh, yeah, I just feel like the DMing and, like, the sexual nature or, like, tone of, like, the comments, like, the hot face, the comment about, like, you just can't help it, like they have like a weird and sexual undertone to Mm -hmm. it as opposed to just like, you know, whatever DM the person, if you're friends with them and say, say that's a really great photo of you. Fine. Like friendly, but like then putting the hot face, then making the second comment is like weird. Right. Okay. So if the photo was someone, um, you look really great in this photo and it's someone they had like been sleeping with before. Um, also weird. Yeah. See, that's the thing. It's like, if it was just a casual platonic person and you're like, Hey, great photo. Yeah. Different. It's someone you've had sex with, you have nudes still on your phone, like all that kind of stuff. Like this was a recent person and you're now you're telling them you look great in this photo, you can't help it. Like I that see that privately too. Weird. Privately. See yeah. like I think it's very like um there's like nuances. To yeah, it. totally. Yeah. Um, there's not a one it, size fits all. Yeah, but I think at the end of the day, like if your partner says it makes me uncomfortable yeah. and it's not costing you money not to do it. Yeah. It's not impacting your life not to do it. Don't fucking do it. Yeah. Like it's just not rocket science. You don't, this girl is not like, you know, waiting by her phone every morning to make sure you tell her she's hot. Yeah. You know, so you, she could probably just never know that you like that photo and her life will go on. Yeah. <laughs> like just double tap it like everybody else. Yeah. Or don't. And just, you know, compliment your own girlfriend more. <laughs> um, and then, um, I opened up to like a group thing or like a more open conversation. I said, thoughts on social media and romantic relationships. So the first one here says, um, unspoken rule we have. If he can tell a very hot girl he follows makes me feel insecure, he unfollows. It all comes down to basic trust. Social media shouldn't be anything special or specific. Um, I think personally, social media makes relationships so much more toxic. My partners and I are polyam. I hate the idea of owning a person in their sexuality, to be honest. If you don't want your partner to do it, they shouldn't do it. And you shouldn't do it as well. Uh, people act like fools on the internet. Don't do anything online that you wouldn't do in real life. I think that's a general, good general mm-hmm. rule. Communicate boundaries and expectations about social media. Don't let a man assume what's right. It's only harmful if you are not mindful of your partner or hide things from them. Using it for uplifting, connecting, learning, growth is great, but hey, you do you. We both use social media for business. Any flirting is for money, and I don't take it personally. I personally don't like seeing my man's name on a woman's likes. He can like it with his mind. (laughs) I love that one. (laughs) Be honest. 
And then the other one here is it doesn't communicate within your relationship is key, but when all friends are strippers and porn stars, it doesn't make sense to get angry at compliments or jokes. Dating someone who doesn't have social media is peaceful as fuck. <laughs> a private sexual life is what maintains sexual desire and passion in a long-term relationship. Nowadays, I'd prefer to tell him what's up because I ain't going to change unless I want to for me. Liking a photo is fine and supportive. DM them they looking hot is too far from me. Like, why? Using social media to break, break boundaries anonymously slash push, push toxic relationship in quotes goals is a red flag. My husband made me quit sex work because of my dance at Instagram. Said I was talking to other guys behind his back when he was fully aware of my job before we got together. Quit stripping and OnlyFans. After marriage, he became controlling. Was fine beforehand. All came down to messaging guys, which was all for work. And I wonder about leaving every day and going back to sex work. Do it. Yeah, fucking do it. (laughs) If a man is trying to control you like that, leave. Yeah. Like, not to, you know, but like then, I think diminish that, I your think relationship. That, but. I think the big thing is, like, and I had this with a uh, guy before. Um, I would say, hey, you know what? Like, I really appreciate you not messaging um, women that I know and telling them how fucking hot they are behind my back. And then I hear about it from the women. And he goes, oh, you're controlling. So I think people, I think a lot of, like, toxic people will say they're being controlled when it's literally just, hey, I'm, I'm expressing, can you, can you show me some respect here? Yeah. So I think there's a line. This sounds like... You're not disrespecting him and he's just trying to control you, but I hesitate to use the word control because I see a lot of toxic people trying yeah. to say, I'm controlled when they're like, hey, can you not put your penis in someone else well, when you tell me you're going to be monogamous? I only say it because <laughs> that's what she said. Yeah. No, um, I know. I just want the listeners to, because I just know there's going to be some toxic man who's yeah. saying, see, I can do whatever the fuck I want. You can't control me. And it's like, yeah. Mm. But, and also just the fact that she says, I wonder about leaving every day. If you're wondering about leaving... Then leave. Then leave. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I think people are way too nonchalant about it. It's not just social media um, to eat their own. To each of their own, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's not just social media. Yeah, so we're going to expand on that one in a second. Because I had her her message me Okay, perfect. Um, If the communication is open and it's not something he would hide from me, I'm not pressed. But if he's in her DMs, Yet he won't hype her or even, or he won't hype or even like my posts, then would have beef. Yeah, that's a huge one. And that's another thing, too, is when you catch your guy double tapping every photo, sliding to DMs, and you're like, you don't even compliment me in real life, like that's an issue. Yeah. Um, which I also had with this person, which is the same toxic person that really used social media to like really spread his seed. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, so the one that I that you read there about um, to each their own or eat their own. They eat their own. Um, we were, eat their I, own. Said, <laughs> I said, can you expand a bit more um, nonchalant in what regards? And they said, I think the most, most men slash people just don't understand the nuance of it all. Like if I'm chilling and I see some girl's boyfriend like my pick, usually I assume he's sneaking around on her or that he's trying to flirt with me. That's pretty standard in my opinion. So if we know that's how most people perceive it, it shouldn't matter about how they feel about it. It's how it's being seen. Some are okay with that and that's fine. But if I'm not in an open relationship, I don't want anyone getting ideas because I'm not out here giving no ideas to anyone else. And then she sent me a link and said, this thread has some good replies from women that made sense to me. Um, and then she quoted one of them and says, I mean, honestly, as a woman, you're always criticized, made fun of, and main topic of gossip in families, work, and social settings. Sexism runs so deep that the last thing you need is your man giving more room to talk about you. Likes are public on some platforms. 
And I think that's a really important mm-hmm. thing. And that's something I've expressed to my partners who have had social media. Like it's, even if you and I, whatever, know it's nothing, you commenting on other girls, you liking other girls, it makes me look like I'm clowned out. It does. And that's what I, and I echo what she said. When a guy's like in my DMs, like a married man I know or a friend's man of mine is in my DMs and like, you look so hot here. I'm like, how's your wife? Like yeah. you are disrespecting her and my platform is not a place for you to disrespect your partner. <laughs> like, um, and I just don't ever want someone like looking at me like that, that pity of like, oh, if only she knew how shady her man was. Um, so I, I agree with what this person said. I'll send the link. Um, I'll post it that um this twitter link that they sent because it's it's very it's a good read um but yeah i um yeah definitely i agree with a lot of it it's i pretty, mean it's pretty fucking simple i think like hey don't use social media to be a piece of shit um compliment your own fucking partner before you go running around complimenting everyone else and if you're sliding to dms and you can't do something publicly don't fucking do it yeah i mean yeah the double tapping i just like i wouldn't even think like if i saw whatever someone's partner like whatever a bikini picture of mine it would not even cross my mind that they were like fucking around but is that because you're in a relationship a healthy relationship that maybe you don't think that um no because i just think that like social media is just like there's a reason why tapping is so easy you know okay but if you if you're a known cheater if you like knew of a cheater and he was double tapping pictures, well, yeah, of course, like, but that's not I mean? because like, it's not like tapping itself is innocent. It's like the person doing it. I find. Yeah, but that's what I was saying. That has nothing to do with the tapping and has everything to do with the person. Yeah. So do I think that liking a post on social media is like inherently scummy? No. Do I think that scummy people do it? Yes. Yeah. Like I don't think that those are necessarily like too. Like, I think that those are two different things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just, uh, you know, be a good partner. You know, it shouldn't be shouldn't be too hard. Yeah. But it really seems like it's hard for a lot of people. <laughs> um, the next poll we're going to put out is, what's one thing you wish someone had told you about sex when you were younger? So I'm going to put that out to the poll. We'll talk on it next episode. Um, we'll put in our own, our own thoughts and, and feelings on that. Um... And honestly, I think that's it for this episode. We ran really long on our updates. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's uh, that's it. Thank you for all of the writing in. I can get to your questions and comments. This episode, we'll do it on episode 136. I'll keep saving them up and we'll tackle those later. And we're going to review Money Shot, which is the Pornhub documentary. Um, so watch along with us. Yeah, watch it along and then let us know what you guys thought of it. And hit up that poll when I post it and look at the Twitter link I'm going to post too. Thanks for coming. <laughs> to the podcast <laughs> uh, as always you can find us on Instagram at 50 plus a tip pod that's 50 plus a tip pod or email at 50 plus tip at gmail.com sign to the DMs with questions comments we love getting them occasionally at- you can find us on Twitter um, if you want to see the full videos of our interviews with our incredible guests you can head over to the Patreon um, they are all available there um, the full va- video of us talking shimmyak with some lovely people 
Um, it also helps us keep this podcast running, um, this very professional podcast. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, yeah, those are two places that you can also find us sometimes on Twitter and always on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> and then don't forget to rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcast, Apple Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, literally wherever you get your podcast. Riley weaseled our way onto everything. Yes. And if you know how to change the photo of Apple Podcasts on Squarespace, please, for the love of God, tell me. It irks me every day. <laughs> yes. That big, really big in her life. And um, <laughs> also share the share the episodes, share the podcast, tell your friends, tell your family. Um, maybe not tell your family. mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell, yeah, t- it means a lot when we hear, oh, my friend told us about your podcast. It's very sweet. We love it. Uh, spread the good word of the Lord's work we're doing. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think that's it for this episode. As always, have a wonderful week. And happy whoring. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.